first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. And I've apparently decided, I've, I've, I've completely changed every single opinion I've ever had about man buns. Mm. All right. Welcome to, wait, what did we call this last time? Everything is good and we're having fun. Or Everything's like great. We're having fun. <laughs> Everything is great. And we're having fun with Steph Driver and Kelly Hankel. Steph, how are you doing? Everything's great. We're having fun. <laughs> Hot as hell outside. Have you been it's, outside? Yeah, I was out there with the dog. Um, who really, really likes the heat and really, really likes the sun. And what a psycho. I could not wait to get back inside my air-conditioned house. But he's like a dark boy and so hairy. He What's loves there to it. like? He loves it and it drives me insane. Like he just wants to, he just wants to lay in the sun. He'll lay down in the grass when it's super warm out and be like, mm. okay, this is where I live now. <laughs> See, you if know? I were you, I would be. Like, I would have set up some kind of, like, electricity-resistant office next to the pool and just be in it floating all day. Um, yeah, it's too hot. It's I mean, pretty it's hot. Not, it's not too hot to be in the pool, but I have, you know, right now I'm dealing with a complicated relationship with the pool because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you know that pool season also means bathing suit season. I do mean that. And apparently it took me like a week longer than normal people to figure it out that, oh, if I want to be excited about the pool, I have to be in a bathing suit. To be fair, you live alone and you have a privacy fence. You could just jump in the pool and whatever the fuck you wanted. No, I could, but I still have to look at myself. Fair. And... I don't feel like doing that right now. That's absolutely fair. But I, I hate... Just, no, thank you. Yeah. There is nothing more fun than pulling on the bathing suit for the first time in the warm summer season and remembering all of the things that you hate about yourself. All of the things. <laughs> Everything. It's like the perfect garment to highlight all of the things that you I, hate about your body. I went and bought new bathing suits. and. <laughs> my my google search mm-hmm. was bathing suits for fat girls stephanie <laughs> Look, i'm not even lying oh no <laughs> i'm not even lying and so i ended up buying like eight new bathing suits all right and they were all i think all of them are under 20 bucks <laughs> That's amazing because bathing suits are typically expensive as fuck. But like only a few of them fit. Mm -hmm. And it has absolutely nothing to do with my Google search bathing suit for fat (laughs) girls. It has everything to do with women's clothing sizes. 
And oh, those numbers how aren't even, a thing. How even if you order from the same company, large bus size, or in my case, hello men, 2XL <laughs> bus size, <laughs> <laughs> means different things across different tops from the same company. Well, why would it mean the same thing? That would be ridiculous. It, why would why would a size make sense? Like I I have I have bikini tops that fit out of the very many that I have. And then there's one that's really cute. It's like a mermaid style. Oh. That I couldn't fit one boob in both cups. Like it's <laughs> absurd. Maybe it's just meant to show your whole boob. Like no, maybe it's meant no. to just cover the nipple. It's like yeah, like pasties, but <laughs> uncomfortable pasties because it also squeezes in and, oh, oh God. Yeah, that no, pleasant. that one's a nightmare. And I really like the bathing suit because not only is the bottom high-waisted mm-hmm. and like a mermaid style, but it also comes with a skirt so you can cover Ooh. shit up. And it doesn't fit. I mean, the top doesn't fit. I may end up wearing the bottoms with a different top and just being, yeah. oh, it doesn't match at all, but whatever. Yeah, who cares? I live by myself. And right. even then, if people come and visit my pool, like the number one rule is don't look at anybody else. That is, the, that is actually the thing that I appreciate most about your pool. No we, one's looking at anyone else. We're not looking at anybody else. Mm-hmm. We're all here. We're all very uncomfortable. Yes. We are all very uncomfortable. Don't look at anybody else. Mind your own business. Yeah. Keep your eyes on your own ass. Yeah. I think it's a fair. Wor- worry about your own insecurities. Don't look at anybody else. That's the only rule for my pool. Oh, no, there's another rule. No glass outside. Also fair. Yeah. I also feel like now in the time of COVID, when you can't have people in your house, we also have to make sure that people understand they can't pee in your pool. It's not allowed. I think that that was a rule even before COVID. You can pee on my grass. I don't care. The dog does, but... I feel like it, it was like an, un, it was like an understood rule that no one said out loud, but I feel like if people aren't allowed in your house to go to the bathroom, they might get it in their head that they'll just pee in the pool and they're not doing that. I will knock someone out. Yeah. There is no, absolutely not. You get out of the pool and you pee in the corner. Yeah. Like a fucking civilized human being. Like ladies who have a little bit harder time peeing outside than men. Like I have secluded corners. I'll hold up a towel for whoever needs it. Like, I will too. We'll figure it out. Like, over by the pool equipment next, like, in between the wall of the house and the chimney that goes nowhere. Like, there's a nice little nook for being. We'll make it work. Perfect. (laughs) I'm glad that everyone knows this now. There's no peeing in my pool. No peeing. So that was 20 minutes of how I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm all right, I guess. I also hate bathing suits. Uh-huh. My problem is that I apparently have like a freakishly long torso. And so like when I put on a bathing suit, if I try to like hike it up so that it feels normal up top, it's like up my ass with a wedgie. And if I try to like pull that bit down, then it feels like it's too low here. It's like a whole thing. Mm. They're not long enough for my body and I don't know how to fix it. Mm. I and don't I have an I won't answer. wear a two piece. I would rather throw myself into the sea, so. Most of the ones that I got are one pieces, mm-hmm. but like, I don't mind showing off my bits. <laughs> well, you have good, you have good bits. But everything, 
else is not good. <laughs> I mean, I know that you say that, but it's so also like, a lie that you're telling yourself. Well, listen. It's just fine. We all do it. Listen. We all lie. Self-esteem is not a strong suit of this podcast. <laughs> no, that's why we lie to ourselves about everything being great. Listen, and we're having, having fun. fun. Um, yeah, so like I don't mind like a plunging neckline. Like perfect. Pay attention to there and not my love handles. <laughs> <laughs> or or like a um what what do they call it? like a a Brazilian butt? Oh, like a thong uh, in the butt. You're not quite kind of. a thong, but a little bit more. A little, yeah. a little bit more coverage, but definitely not full coverage. I don't mind that because I've got a good butt too. But don't look at my gut. <laughs> See, the good news is when you have the good butt and the good boobs, no one is ever looking at the middle part. <laughs> you know, Not like that all ever. You know, I've been having like a really hard time with body image yeah. lately and also forever. And my, um, uh, my Paul, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what to, my Paul, um, said something interesting to me the other day, which actually like really helped. And I don't think he knew that he was helping. Oh, it's no, always he, nice when that happens. He did. He's a nice boy. He's a sweet boy. Um, but he said something along the lines of, I don't have the body type that ever needed me to be skinny to be hot. And then he congratulated me on that. And I was like, what the fuck? And he he's goes, any, he's like, has anybody ever told you you were hot because you were skinny? I'm like, no, they tell me I'm hot because I've got big boobs. He goes, fucking exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be skinny. Who cares? No. Uh, like, oh. No, you have like a, a really good like hourglass figure situation that is kind of like the thing that most people go for. I Allegedly. Like. Allegedly. I, I just need one and no one wants it. But. Well, I hear you. That actually, I have a question about that because the other day you posted a really pretty picture of yourself and oh, told people you. to tell you that you're pretty. Yeah. Which is a thing that I too have done. I believe the children call them thirst traps. No, but thirst trap's different. Is that it's, different? Thirst trap is totally different. Thirst trap is like... Um, like you post a selfie that's definitely going to get the attention of thirsty men. Like you're showing a lot of your body Mm -hmm. and the trap part is that then you call the men gross when they're commenting on your body. Selfies are not thirst traps. That's fair. And, so my and telling people to call you pretty, that's definitely not a thirst trap. That's no, just saying, this is it. what I need right now. So what I'm wondering is if that, does that make you feel better? Because I feel like for me, it doesn't make me feel better. Um, well, I wasn't feeling particularly bad at that point. I just wanted okay. people to tell me that I was pretty. <laughs> I mean, I would like everyone to tell me that I'm pretty at all times. It just you doesn't know, happen. Like, I, I actually, I felt pretty. So it's like, you know what? Let's get a little bit of an ego boost. Yeah. You tell me totally. that I'm pretty while I'm feeling pretty. Um, and it, you know, it didn't feel bad. It did, yeah, it felt good, but I wasn't good. feeling like I wasn't in the dark place. I wasn't feeling okay. bad to begin with. 
Maybe um, that's my problem is I only do these things when I'm already feeling shitty. Oh, no, that won't work. That won't work because it'll just no. make you angry. Yeah, it's pretty much how it, yeah, that's how it goes pretty much. Yeah, no, you've got you've <laughs> to already be feeling good. Okay. The one or two days a year that happens. I'll have to remember remember to post a picture of myself. Yeah. So life is hard. You were looking pretty because you were going out of the house to see dad driver. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about because you left the house for the first time in a while, right? And I... I did some outdoor activities this weekend. I, I saw that you were very out and about for someone who's high risk. Yes. I'm just saying. I did, however, read that my blood type makes me less likely to become ill from COVID-19, which I don't fully understand, but the internet told me, so it must be true. I saw that you said that and declined to comment because... I think that that's a lot of wishful thinking. Well, how did it feel going out? How did you feel about it? Well, it was good. It was good to be around other people. Mm -hmm. It was, it was good with an asterisk. Um, You know, the asterisk is I brought bear of course, and he gets car sick. So there was vomit in my car, my little angel baby. Um, But he got to spend time with my dad and my stepmom and my niece and my nephew. Um, and that was great because they haven't seen him since he was four months old. Yeah, right? <laughs> like he just was a tiny like, nugget, yeah. He was just a tiny nugget. And now he's a 60-pound beefy boy who's actually, I think, today, eight months old. Oh. My baby. He's all grown up. I um, like the bear's birthday is Flyers Day. I feel like that's perfect. Yeah. I actually, I got him. I adopted him on your birthday. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Fun. So, um, they got to spend time with him and they were just like, they were blown away, not only at how big he got, but how sweet and gentle he is, which, you know, I tell all the funny stories. I tell all the bad stories because that's what gets, (laughs) that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And it's funny, but like he is, he is such a sweet boy and he gets so nervous in new situations excuse me, new situations and just wants to hide behind mommy. And like he walked, he walked into the house and was like very timid and immediately like sat down on the ground. It was like, okay, I think you're here to be nice to me. Like, I think, I think you like me, but I don't know. And it was just, oh my God, the cutest and the sweetest thing. And it was good. It was really nice to have them know him. Yeah. Did you get to give hugs? No, no hugs. No No hugs. No hugs. Have they been quarantining or no? Yeah, for the most part. They they live in extremely rural New Jersey, so they can't get anything delivered. And I was really, really hard on them in the beginning, and then I started to do my own research. There are no delivery services that go to them. Like, they have to go to the grocery store just because they're so, like, they live in farm town, which I know. I grew up there. But I was hopeful that, you know, things had changed in the past 20 years and they have not. So they, ha- if they want to eat, like they do have to go mm-hmm. to the grocery store. Um, so they've been doing that. Um, and restaurants have just started to open outdoor spaces in New Jersey. So they went 
they went out to dinner twice last week, but outdoors. Okay. Which is like fine. Um, but my stepmom had a surgery a couple weeks ago. Just, um, I wouldn't say it's elective. It was on her hand. Like she's okay, but it was on her hand. Um, so she, she needed to get a COVID test and she tested negative. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, she tested negative a couple weeks ago. If she's negative, my dad's negative. Right. And my, my niece and nephew will be negative. So like, it, it will be okay. Unless yeah. they, they caught it in the past couple weeks, in which case I'm screwed. But like at this point, I'm more of a danger to them than they are to me because she just tested negative and it's been months since I tested negative. But then again, I don't leave my house. I don't I was going to say, you haven't been anywhere. Not a fucking place. Not no. at all. So I went to the beach. Yeah. Um, so my friend Sherry and her husband... It was his birthday and they got a room in this little motel at the, one of the beaches in Delaware. And they were like, we have two beds. You should come. And I was like, "Mm, okay. Okay. Um, because I know that they, so Sherry lives with her parents, the two of them with her parents and they are elderly. And as such, she has been extremely careful about going too many places or seeing too many people. She hasn't been fully quarantined, but I know that she's, being super careful because she can't bring it home to her parents. It would be absolutely devastating for them to get it. Um, So I felt okay being around her and Joe. Um, I was a little bit more nervous about how the beach was going to be. Mm. Um, Because I don't know if you've been to Delaware beaches at all, but unlike season. Yeah. Like unlike New Jersey, like the physical beaches themselves, like the sand is not, very big like it's not like a super wide stretch of sand where people can spread out and be everywhere and normally in the summer any day of the week if you go to a beach in Delaware it is absolutely fucking packed wall to wall with people Mm. so I was like okay I don't know how this is gonna go even though I'm generally not very nervous outside but also I haven't been doing a lot of like sitting still outside next to people. Like you're taking a walk, you're moving around, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, you could just leave it out. I haven't been doing a lot of sitting still, period, well, full stop. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to be, but it actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as crowded as it ought to have been for a weekend in late June, which certainly sucks for like the small businesses and stuff that are down there. But um, yeah, there just weren't as many people as I was expecting. And this was the first weekend that I have gone to a restaurant, like at all. Like I mm. haven't even really been doing takeout. And that was a little bit weird. Mm. I did one sitting indoors, one sitting outdoors. The sitting outdoors was fine. Um, obviously, cause we were outside, but we went to the, the dogfish head brewery restaurant in Rehoboth. Oh, nice. And so we were sitting outside. It was fine. Like we weren't really near anybody else. The server was wearing a mask. It didn't feel weird at all. Um, but then I had to pee. So I had to go inside and I went inside and I was like super shocked to see that the bar was just like full of people, mm. all of whom are sitting next to each other. Most of whom are not wearing a mask. And I was like, I didn't know that we were doing this. Mm. I didn't think we were doing this part mm. because like in Delaware, the rule is you have to keep the mask on until you're seated. And I guess 
people are interpreting that to be like, well, I'll put the mask on and then I grab a seat at the bar and then I take my mask off. But like, it was a packed bar, like in the before times. And that would make me nervous, I think, sitting in that kind of situation. Being inside anywhere would make me really nervous. Yeah. The other place that we went to was a barbecue place down there and they had it set up so where like when you got there, you didn't go inside. You like spoke to someone who like radioed into a person inside. And then when they figured out where they were going to sit you, then you went in um, and they put you at the table and they had like every other table blocked off. And like, you were not within like 15 feet of another mm-hmm. human being except for mm-hmm. the server. Um, so I didn't feel too bad about that, but it was, it was like, I know it's mildly irresponsible, but it felt so good to go out to dinner with your friends. Yeah. I would not, I wouldn't have gone inside. Like I, I I would consider going to a place outside. Like I Mm -hmm. had to drive bear to the vet yesterday and I saw just the chickies and peats that's right here has a whole bunch of outdoor seating. And like, I was even thinking to myself, like how nice would it be just to have a cider and like a fucking pizza outside? Like even by myself, like that would be, that would be fine, but I would not go inside anywhere yet. Okay. Would you like meet up with your friends and do an outside thing you think? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends, present company (laughs) excluded, have been really careful. Um, Or you haven't been irresponsible. You have not been really careful. You've been out and about every single day, (laughs) even when you were in Canada. Listen, I love you desperately. I know. I'm not careful. (laughs) Uh, Fair. I love you desperately. Yeah, I know. I was oh. there for a little bit. I mean, I would, like in Canada, I was just going for runs. I wasn't really going anywhere else. How about those strawberries? Oh, that was back when you were here. That was here. That was, that was when I was in quarantine and I absolutely had to have local strawberries. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. How about Annapolis? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel attacked now. I'm just saying, I love you desperately. You have not been careful and that's okay. okay. You've not been careful. Yeah. But like, I've got friends that have been uh, attending, I was going to say attempting, attending protests and stuff. And they've all waited two weeks and gotten the COVID tests. And if they're negative, then they're, they're socializing again, but they've been quarantining. Um, Maybe I should get a test. Go get a test. I probably should, eh? You're high risk. Yeah. This is a, this is a disorder that, or disorder, this is a disease that attacks the lungs Mm-hmm. This is a disease that uh, affects clotting. Yeah, that's the part that really freak, freaks me out. The whole thing as soon as I read about that, out, I was like, asshole. "Oh, the clotting really fucking freaks me out." The whole thing should freak you out, you asshole. <laughs> I know, I know, but that one especially. Yeah, go get a test, see what happens. You want to hear something wild? So my little sister's friend, um, his wife is pregnant or I think she had the baby at this point but anyway she went into labor Mm. so they go to the hospital um at this point yeah at this point they are letting the husbands go in yeah it's nice um but apparently like they asked all of the COVID-19 screening questions and I guess he answered one of them in a way that they were like all right we're gonna test you turns out he had it oh and the wife the pregnant wife had it 
and their two-year-old probably had it, but like none of them exhibited like any real symptoms, which is fucking crazy. That is crazy and, and dangerous because they could transmit it. Yeah, that's the problem. But also like good for them to be asymptomatic and then they'll be able to have the antibodies. Like, I was wondering, a- like, how that works with, like, birth. Like, could you give it to the baby? I wonder. Probably. My sister didn't know the answer to that part I of mean, the probably. question. I mean, probably. Yeah, I guess so. It's a virus, so. I don't know. Everything about, I feel like nobody really knows anything about this still at this point. Which is why I didn't comment on your, oh, but my blood type makes it really hard <laughs> for me to get it. Come on. Nobody knows. No. Nobody knows. Hold on. COVID. COVID pregnancy. COVID pregnancy complications? Yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um. Hmm. What you need to know. <laughs> that seems easy enough. Why not? Oh, it's a march of dimes, and they're not good. But whatever, oh, no. let's see. Let's just see. Um, I don't like Jesus baby facts. No, me neither. Um, Objective. This is not giving me anything. So this whatever. is a Google search for somebody else at a later time. Yeah, learn your own facts. <laughs> we don't do facts. We don't here. do facts on this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of, like, do you think that the NHL is going to do this thing? Yeah. They're going to do it anyway, aren't they? I think so, um, which is, it's scary. Um, because it, if in phase two, they've had so many players come back positive after mm-hmm. just being in phase two for what, two weeks? It would seem like as soon as they started testing them, it was like, oh, oops. Yeah. Lots um, of people have this. And the, the fact that, they're like phase two is no coaches allowed in the facilities. Um, only six players at a time on the ice mm-hmm. spread apart and they're still testing positive, which means that now everyone else is at risk because they've been exposed to someone who's tested positive, even if it's just in their little bubble of, like the the lightning like that's still impacting so many people and i've seen a lot of well as soon as they get to their bubbles everything will be fine like mm, no it won't also like the idea that they're going to be able to transport all of these people and things and everyone's going to be inside a bubble for that entire process. It's just ridiculous. They're going to encounter all kinds of people. It sounds like a mix between the best summer camp ever (laughs) and the worst family vacation that won't end. My favorite thing is like, I was reading this morning that apparently Edmonton is out of the running now because there's not enough fun things for the players to do while they're there. Columbus is out of the running, but I don't remember why. I'm actually really surprised. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm not that surprised. I understand it because of the money thing, but like Canada 
is kicking ass. Like half of the provinces now are like completely have completely kicked this thing. And I'm super surprised that they're willing to just import all of the messy shit that we've got going on down here just to get them playing NHL hockey games in their city. Because it seems inevitable to me that like a flight attendant on the charter flight or one of the pilots or someone at a hotel that is at the front desk, like they're going to encounter human beings that aren't part of the NHL bubble. And that seems, I don't know, it seems risky when you're doing things properly and actually taking care of the problem. And we're not doing any of that down here. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's, None it of seems it. like literally none of it at all. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I wonder if people continue to test positive, if the players will kind of do like a baseball and be like, we're not doing this. This is fucked. Um, I don't know if they will though. I don't think baseball's doing it because of. No, that, it's a money thing for them, but yeah, it's still like the players kind of as a whole being like, nah, we're not doing it. I don't think that hockey will. They do kind of tend to just go along for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I've even seen, you know, Capo Caco, mm-hmm. who has diabetes and celiac, was like, yeah, no, I'll play. Like, buddy. Buddy. Stay about him. the fuck home. Do not come to the United States. Don't do it. No, it's bad here. It is bad here. And real bad. People who are in other countries, I don't know if there's anyone listening to us that are in other countries, but they just don't get how bad it is here. Like I was talking to my sister in Australia. I talk to her every day, but like she was watching protests or some Trump rally, whatever the fuck. She was like, wow, like it's really, really bad there. I'm like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. I would imagine it's hard for people who, for years from outside of here, just imagined that America was like a functional first world country Mm. to accept the fact that it's actually not that at all at this point. Functional first world country may be like the best views that other countries have of us. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's a favorable opinion apart from that, but I I feel like most people in the world imagined that America is a functional state, like, not a failed state, not a place where disease runs rampant because people have to get a haircut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck this place. So going back to our... Oh, yeah conversation about leaving the house i've heard that you're a tan person now it is true i have not been this tan since i was like 12 are you doing this on purpose it started off as an accident but then i just decided to lean into it because that's my nightmare so i'm i tan. yeah you have like really lovely fair skin though like i tan up nice i'm greek yeah but sun damage man nothing will, nothing will age you more or quicker than the sun like that's my nightmare yeah i already look old so whatever you don't <laughs> i well, just like, go ahead i was just like it it happened accidentally like what happened was 
I got a real bad farmer's tan from running. Mm. And then I decided I wanted to correct the farmer's tan because it was like ridiculous. It looked so <laughs> stupid. So I was like, oh, I'm going to try to correct this farmer's tan. And then I got like sort of tan up top and people were like, oh, you're so tan. You look so nice. And I'm like, oh, then I was like, well, Oh, it was the compliments. I understand. Of course it was. I get it. It wasn't me actually liking something about myself. Don't be silly. Oh, okay. um, and then, yeah, I just like decided that I was going to be tan. Okay. I mean, I'm not like going outside and laying out. I'm just like going outside more and like, you know, I went to the beach and I didn't sit under the umbrella the whole time. Do Only, you like, still put time. on sunblock? Yes. Okay. I have been putting on sunblock. Yeah. Just like usually I would put on like 75 and now I'm putting on like 40 or something. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's reasonable. Okay. Yeah. I'm not being totally crazy. Although on Saturday at the beach, like we accidentally posted up our chairs in front of the lifeguard stands without realizing it. And then when we went to put up the umbrella, they were like, you can't put the umbrella up. And I was like, fuck. Cause like, I didn't have a hat or anything. So like the top of my head is sunburnt and so in approximately i'm assuming like four to five days i'm gonna look like an absolute freak show when it starts like peeling and giant flakes of skin are coming out of my head <laughs> like, good oh, news is that we're in quarantine yeah no one's gonna <laughs> see that just how do you hold on accidentally posted up in front of the lifeguard stand do you just not see not paying that? attention at all <laughs> like we were like hey sweetheart Ooh, there's a spot near the water let's put our chairs there yeah. and then like didn't really first of all didn't really realize that you're i forgot that you can't put an umbrella up in front of the lifeguard stand and yeah, then I didn't really that. notice where the lifeguard stand was and so then we were just like putting the umbrella up like halfway through the day and the kid came over and was like you can't put that up you gotta move back and by that point the beach is pretty full, so it was just like, oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's understand. I wouldn't have known that about the umbrella. Yeah. It's apparently a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I decided that this is the year, well, maybe next year, that I go to a dermatologist for the sun damage in my forehead. I've got, mm. I've got sunspots. Do you? Or are they freckles? Who can say? But... <laughs> I've decided it's sun damage. What do they do for that? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you just wanted to look at it and make sure it's like, okay. Like medically or cosmetically? Um, yes. I mean, medically, it's medically, it's fine. Uh, but the other half of my family, the Australian side, uh, skin cancer just runs rampant. Like my dad has had skin cancer. My sister Mm. has had skin cancer and it's just like, okay, we just cut it out and go on with your life. Um, I know that I don't like, yeah, I, I don't right now. Um, but like, this is more of an, this is cosmetic. Like this is, this is, I think I can see my reflection in your TV of me moving my hands and that's really <laughs> distracting. Yep. Totally. All right. So I'm going to put my hand down. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So like, this is totally cosmetic. Like I have freckles and I'm a woman of a certain age and maybe I shouldn't have freckles. I want to get Botox because I furrow my brow too much Mm. and this I need to stop. Like I just need that to die so that I can't do it. Oh, Botox has absolutely been something I've considered too. Oh, we should do it. My friend Val and I keep talking about it, but she lives in Arizona, which is very inconvenient for me personally. So yeah, you and I should just get Botox together. Yeah, I would do it. I don't need my forehead to move. What's it got to move for? I don't just even like, mm. wrinkles everywhere. 
yeah, I do. I don't know why I furrow my brow so much, but like I catch myself doing it 400 times a day. Oh yeah. No, that's my work face. My work face is. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, (laughs) because people drive me fucking nuts. So pronounced. It's not though. And it only is when you do it. I know, but I do it all the time. So eventually it's just going to freeze like that. And I'm going to have weird old lady wrinkles like this. Your face doesn't (laughs) freeze. It might. It doesn't. Oh, so what God. else is up with you? Um, I apparently have a hole in my leggings that I just noticed right now. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. From these puppy paws. He's an angel. He's an angel and I love him. But he jumps and that little dew claw gets caught. Ah, yes. That little dew claw. Apparently, dew claw removal is a thing that they do. And I thought, is it mean? Like with it's, it's, declawing it's cats? Off, it's cutting off a thumb. Like it's yeah. worse than, than declawing cats. But like I considered it for maybe half a second. Like, huh, my life would be a lot less painful without his dewclaw. But, <laughs> but then it's like, you're literally cutting off an appendage. Yeah. That's, yeah. As soon as I learned that declawing cats was actually like Cutting, cutting off, off half their, their finger. Yeah. I don't know. No, thanks. You're, yeah. you're going to fuck up the furniture. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's it. all fine. But like, yeah, no, that dew claw, man, it kills me. Um, he has a post-op infection. He got neutered on six, nine. Nice. <laughs> Not so nice for baby. <laughs> but he had to be, there was a two week period that he needed to, become and not submerge himself in water and wear his cone. But I got him one of those blow up donuts because Mm -hmm. he likes to live inside my body. (laughs) Like knowing that he was going to walk around with a hard cone. I'm like, I'm going to end up bruised and battered because he can't get close to me. And that's going to be a problem. So I got him just the inflatable donut. And I'm here all the time because we're in quarantine and I work from home anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was doing really well and he wasn't licking. And apparently this little asshole was licking just while I was asleep. So now Buddy. he has an infection. I thought that he ripped out his stitches. So yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm really glad that didn't happen because that would have meant more anesthesia another two weeks of nothing. Um, but no, just an infection. He's on antibiotics for 10 days and in the hard cone now, which is an adventure. Yeah. My, um, sister's dog has the blow up tube on now because she had a little like bump on her snout and she has like a history of cancer. So they wanted to get them off and see what was up. And she also had to have a tooth pulled. But I went over there yesterday to see the baby and this poor dog who is of course getting like no attention because there's a baby now. Um, Like she was so itchy inside of the little thing. I was like for 20 minutes, just like itching her little neck. She was like, Oh, help me. Those poor things. I know. Yeah. He loved, he loved his little donut. He was using it like one of those airplane neck pillows. Like I can't believe he could get down there. Yeah, he can, he, like, he can contort his body and kind of get around it. He's, he's long. As yeah. He's long. Uh, with tiny little legs. 
it's actually like he's more in proportion now that he's getting bigger but still mm. it's tiny little legs um but yeah no he could contort his body and get around it which is super fucking annoying so i'm already it's been 24 hours and i'm already my legs are tore the fuck up but he's doing yeah. his best he's doing his best and it was supposed to, two weeks would have been today where he could have done his swims they said you know give it five days on the antibiotics so fine that's not so long it's not so long we'll do it at the end of the week um oh oh i thought my phone died it did not um yeah so we'll do it at the end of the week we'll do our swims i'm already um letting him go just on the stairs mm-hmm. so he learns because all dogs it's instinctual they know how to yeah. swim they already know how to swim but they get real tired swimming so mm-hmm. he needs to know where the in and out point is if he gets tired he needs to know okay i go to this corner and that's where the step is and i can sit down and i can get out so we're doing a lot of that. Like I won't let him, I won't even let him sniff the water anywhere other than where the stairs are. Okay. And he'll go in and splash on the top step and he's having a good old time <laughs> splashing, but he really wanna get he really wants to get in the rest of the pool. I am so excited that he's gonna be a water dog. He is wet all the time. Like <laughs> apparently just from being home, um <laughs> just from being home visiting my dad he was like yeah this dog smells like we had to <laughs> they had, yeah they had to um febreze oh no <laughs> the couches after we left and i'm like fuck like sorry like, i didn't realize that he smelled that bad your dog is the smelly kid he is the smelly kid and i think it's because he's wet all the time that makes sense like he just smells like dog because he either he jumps in the shower with me <laughs> or he's splashing around in the pool or he finds a puddle somewhere. Like he's just wet all the time. I love that about him. He's, he tries to go swimming in his fucking water bowl. <laughs> I have, I have the fountain running for him that Missy didn't like and he does. <laughs> so he'll dig around in the fountain and then I'll let oh it splash in his head. I'm just like, like you're wet all the time. That's amazing. He's a I can't wait till the for the uh, bear jumps in the pool video. Oh god, it's coming. I think he's gonna do he's he's gonna do it real slow because he is a nervous boy. But once he gets once he gets real comfortable, yeah, no, he's just gonna launch into the pool and it's it'll be really fun. It's kind of hilarious how dogs figure that out. My sister's dog, my sister has an above ground pool. And my sister's dog figured out he's like a Chesapeake lab. He's yeah. a good boy. He figured out how to climb in and out of the pool on the ladder. Amazing. Like he could go up the ladder and out or up the ladder and in. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm like, how are you climbing out a ladder? You're a dog, but all right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. He, Bear just like had a really hard time with the, the idea of stepping down into the pool. Like well, that yeah. was, he had a really hard time with that, but now it's totally fine. Now he doesn't care. I get that. I mean, it takes them a sec with regular steps that you can see. Yeah, true. They got to figure that out. So it's like, wait, there's another step under there? What? Yeah, I don't. What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. He figured it out. He'll, he's, once he's ready to actually do his swims, so probably Friday, I'll put him in Missy's uh, life jacket. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll get in the pool and I'll get actually in the pool and just see what he does. He's going to be amazing. It's going to be really good. I'll probably end up recording it. I'll put my phone in like one of the flower pots or something and record it. (laughs) How are the plants doing? Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, not great, but not, but not poorly either. So my begonias are growing. Half of them are growing. The other half are not. Um, and I've got a bunch of other flowers that are just like, mm, no thanks. Hmm. The wildflowers are g- growing well, but do you know what it takes to grow wildflowers? Zero effort. Literally nothing. That's why they're good. Literally nothing. But they're growing, so that's nice. Um, nothing else. I'm it's surprised. Fun. I always found that like anything that I put in the ground did fine. Pots are harder. Pot- but- I've got everything in pots. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, I've got everything. Yeah, sometimes things get unhappy in pots. Yeah. And it's hard to, like, you got to remember to water them all the time. Yeah, I think that's my problem. Like, I don't want to overwater them because that's my mm-hmm. MO. But now I think I've skewed too far in the other direction. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't used know. to do, like, a once-a-week water of my pots. That's what, I, that's on what my I'm phone. trying to do. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Well. Maybe they're just unhappy. They don't like it. They're not, they're not happy, Mm. but I'm doing great with wildflowers. (laughs) Just do nothing about wildflowers. It's not like that's bad. They're really pretty. Yeah. The flowers part themselves haven't bloomed yet, but Mm. we're working on it. It's a work in progress. I don't have, there are actually no flowers, just a lot of leaves right now. Leaves are pretty. Mm. I really liked, I, I was really getting into homeowner stuff mode that was happening because I was yeah. living through you. Yeah, well I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um I need I need to buy more like shelves because I've decided we're gonna I'm a shelf person now. Why not? Um yeah I need to buy more shelves. I need to my next project is painting you know where I have the electric fireplace? Yes. Uh behind the whole like behind it. Mm-hmm. It's painted black, and I want to make it white. Just lighten it up a little bit. Okay, I like that so, idea. Yeah, I've got like spackle because some of it's a little fucky, um, and I've got sandpaper, and I've got tons of paint in my garage. All the things. So I went and oh. bought one of those uh, drill bits, drill accessories to mix paint. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm excited about that because the paint has been sitting there for years, but it's still good. It just needs to be thoroughly mixed. The other idea I had was maybe I'll just roll it down the driveway a few times. (laughs) I actually learned that like if you bought it at Home Depot or something and you take it in there and ask them to shake it, they'll shake it for you. Oh, well, I would have to go in. I was going to say that requires going to the place, which is less than ideal. Yeah. I'm also in the market for outdoor furniture so my house oh you haven't picked it yet oh god no oh Oh my god no my house isn't is no longer a byo chair (laughs) but so now i'm i'm going back and forth between the benefits and drawbacks of metal versus wood okay and if i get metal i want 
a, a tiled surface, mm -hmm. which I could do myself, but also I would need a table that's suited for that. And that seems like a whole fucking thing. Yeah. But, but wood, if I want wood that can stay outside for all seasons, it's expensive. Yeah. And I don't have the storage space to put an outdoor set in the winter. So it's going to have to stay outside. So I may end up just getting like a metal set. And then it's like, well, do I want four chairs or do I want a bigger set? Like for seven people as opposed mm -hmm. to four people. And then I've got to think, well, Steph, Number one, you don't really have many friends. <laughs> you definitely don't have many friends that come over. People but, over. There are people. Well. You just don't have people over very often. But when you do, the people are there. Well. Enough to fill up a seven-person table? I mean, I guess if you think about it, like, the likelihood of everyone sitting down at the table at the same time is probably pretty slim. And plus you've got the lounge chairs as well. I've got the lounge chairs. See what you're forgetting is that I make everyone play games with me. Ooh. And if I had an outdoor situation, we would all be playing games outdoors. Okay. That's a, if you're going to do games, then you have to have the big table. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, in my head, I get a table that sits seven, mm -hmm. but I get four chairs and then a bench. Yeah, that's good. Because then you could pack more people in if you wanted to. Right. And then the dog can lay on the bench if he wants to feel included. Mm -hmm. And this perfect set of mine that I have in my head just doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst because I do that too. Like I, if I need a thing... I think of the thing that I want in my head, yeah. like not without looking at what things actually exist. And then I'm paralyzed by the fact that I have to find the thing that I put in my head. I yeah. can't have another thing. This is why when I lived in my house, I went without a couch for like six months. <laughs> I had like a chair in my living room because I had the couch in my head and I couldn't buy a different couch. I had to buy that couch that I designed in my head. Okay. See, when I got my couch, I had had this particular couch in my head for two years. Yeah, and that's I just a really good couch. I didn't have the space to put it in. So that was the first purchase I made after I bought the house. Like literally mm -hmm. the day that I closed, I went to Macy's and bought this couch. It's an excellent couch. I really like it. I really like it. And now it's like, kind of getting old and worn in. So I'm like, do I want to replace it? Do I just want to buy some replacement cushions? Mm. You know, the dog was humping the cushions a lot. And they're oh, really, buddy. They're really worn in, <laughs> those ones. <laughs> oh, God. Or maybe like a professional cleaning would do. I don't, I don't know what I want to do yet. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a good couch. It's I would start with professional cleaning. Yeah. See how it cleans up. But then again, let me someone into the house. And yeah. That's but I'm going to have to have someone into the house anyway, because I've got a mold situation. Where is this mold? In my kitchen, kind of. So it's right next to the island. Okay. But like across 
from the the doors so directly on the other side of the wall from the bathroom downstairs okay huh and it's on the baseboard i think one of the pipes to the sink in the bathroom is leaking oh no i think that's what it is so they're gonna have to tear down the wall which is fine yeah because i want a pantry there anyway (laughs) that's actually a really good idea like i want a pantry there anyway so if you're gonna have to tear down the wall to get to the mold situation like i don't care if my pantry is six inches deep like fucking build me a pantry there you go right like i I don't know if that'll work with all of the plumbing that's back there, but. So yeah, like you would need the plumber for the leaky water thing and then they would cut a hole and then you could kind of see what's back there. Yeah. There are like, there are mold people that are contractors that Mm -hmm. will do all of that. So nice. I just need to get one of them to reply to me. So everything's great. (laughs) We're having having fun. fun. We're having fun. (laughs) Is there anything else you're having fun about in your life right now? Um, what am I doing in my life right now? I found, I found a new show that I'm obsessed with. What's this? It's called, hold on. I've got, it's on the Smithsonian channel, which should not surprise anybody who literally did not know that was a channel that existed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it, but dad driver does. So I log in with his credentials because. Fair. I am That's a there for. in my thirties. Um, it's called, come on. I, I know roughly what it's called, but I need to find the exact <laughs> name. Um, it's still loading. This is painful. Uh, an American aristocrat's guide to great estates. Without hearing a single other thing that is so extremely on brand for you that I don't <laughs> even know where to begin. <laughs> What is an American aristocrat? Do we have those? No. So she is American uh-huh. in somewhere in Illinois, went to England to go to grad school and to work and met her future husband who just happened to be a Viscount. But she didn't know until after they had been dating for, I think it was three months that he was part of the British aristocracy. Huh. Uh, he's the heir to the Earl of Sandwich. And Fun. she's his wife. And they have two kids together. She's got two kids from a previous marriage. And what she does is go, she goes around England as a Viscountess and goes to all these great estates and talks to them about how they're, like, how they're paying for the upkeep. Like, how are they running these great estates as businesses? And my favorite part about this is that she is so enthralled by all of these great estates. Like she's just walking around and her mouth is just wide open. Like she is so excited about everything that I would be excited about Mm -hmm. that I'm like, you know what? Like, I love you. Like I am in love with her. I feel like I might even like this show because I really do like those big old houses. It's stunning. It's They're stunning. amazing. There are only like five or six episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like they go through the history of the house kind of, and it's like the big castles and yeah. houses. Um, 
and, and how they're functioning now as both family homes and as businesses. They do tours and weddings and, and one of them hosts the, the royal horse show trials just to get people in and to get money coming in. And they look at the art that's hanging. And one of, one of these houses, I can't remember which, I actually think it was Floor's Castle because I decided I want to marry that heir. Um, <laughs> specifically for the house or for another reason? He's handsome and okay. specifically for the house. Like he's 37 or something. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. And he's handsome. Um, they had a, a tapestry from the late 15th century that was just rolled up and they thought it was like carpet, like a spare piece of carpet. And, and like, that's the level of wealth that they're dealing with. Jesus. And then they unrolled it and was like, holy shit. <laughs> so now it's hanging on the wall. But no, it's, it's wild. Like she is so excited. She does like all of the, the jobs too, that are, that are part of being a, a landowner like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she goes and hangs out with the tenant farmers and, and talks to them about what they do. And she helps feed their cattle. And she only one of the houses has a butler. And she was there, like, polishing silver with the butler and learning how to do a proper British table setting. Like, she, oh, God, it's so cool. I'm obsessed with it. Oh. This is some real down nabby shit. Yeah. Like, real down nabby yeah. shit. And the first castle that she um actually does like the first episode of the series is did you watch Downton Abbey? I did. So remember when they went to Dun Eagle Castle? Yeah. It's that oh but like that's not its name. Right. It's Inverary, but like that Fun. that cast like the blue one that they did yeah in the mm. Highlands. Yeah man it's so good. So this fun. is this is what that. I'm excited about in my life now. So <laughs> I wonder if my parents too get the Smithsonian Channel. Probably seems like something that old people would get. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, they don't they don't pay attention to the cable; they just pay for it. That's pretty much my dad too. But like, he yeah. was the one that I was I found it while I was home for Father's Day, and he was watching it. He was like, "Oh, you'll love this show. Like, it's on <laughs> Sunday or whatever." And we were watching it. I was trying to leave at nine thirty but I ended up staying until the end of the show. Oh, fun. I couldn't, I could not stop. I was so, <laughs> I was so into it. This is extremely my niche. It really is. Yeah. I, I want to be her. <laughs> Just got to go to England and find some dude to marry. Just the floors guy. The floors guy. Is he like a count or what is he? Cause I need to know what to call you. Um, one's on. I can, Lord and Lady Driver. To be honest, let me see. Charles Innes Kerr. Yeah, he's a Duke, the Duke of Roxborough. The Duke and Duchess of Roxborough. You could come back to Philly and be like, hey guys. He's 39. Perf. So I was mistaken. Hold on, I'll show you. That's a good age for Steph Driver, I feel like. This is him and his father. Hold on, can you see? Oh, hello. Yeah. He's quite handsome. Handsome. Yeah. So. If the Duke of Floors is listening, which I assume that he is. Of course he is. Call Steph Driver. She's very pretty. 
at me on Twitter. I'll let I'll let you at me. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So what else is going on in my life? Um, I'm continuing to not date. However, mm-hmm. I have been conversing. Oh. On the Tinder. Oh. And that's it. Anybody I, good? I mean, no, but <laughs> but nobody bad, which okay. is okay. Um, okay. One of the guys that I'm talking to, and I love a meathead. Like, let me get this really clear for everybody right now. I love a meathead. Driver's got a type. But when you tell me that you've got to go to bed so the muscles can grow. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. Honey. <laughs> oh no. I mean, at least he was honest. When you tell me you've got to go to bed so the muscles can grow, I do a what? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that might make you uh, think a little bit. And I've apparently decided, I've, I've, I've completely changed every single opinion I've ever had about man buns. Mm. My type really? now is a himbo with a man bun. Really? Apparently. I did not see this coming. I, I didn't either. Man buns? That's fucking wild. Because I see a man bun and I'm like, meh. See, that's meh. me too. But you like a man bun now. I, I, like, Nolan Patrick? I like long hair. I think that's the thing. Like, okay. I decided I like long hair that's long <laughs> enough to do something with. Is this because of Nolan Patrick? No, but okay. it's also not, not because of Nolan Patrick. Fair. Interesting. But I think, I mean, I've liked the long hair before that. Like, let's talk about Jon Snow. Gorgeous long hair. Okay. That's true. He does have long hair. Yeah, no, I've decided that uh, it's the long men, the long hair in quarantine, it's a good look for you. Also, the beards, stop shaving, all of you. Thank you. No, that I don't. I <laughs> but the long hair, the long hair is a really good look. Like Paul, who the aforementioned Paul, his hair yeah. is so long right now. Is it really? So long. Not quite long enough for a man bun yet, but I think if he really wanted to try, he could get a little pigtail on the top. <laughs> I know that he could actually, but he doesn't like to. Mm. He doesn't like to humor me like that, but. Rude. I know. I actually haven't asked. I'm sure he would. <laughs> so are we having conversations with more than one boy or is it just the one boy? Yeah, muscles. no, there's more than one because we're not dating. It's just conversation. Yeah, of course. And they're all aware that I'm very strictly in quarantine. Like, if you're trying to get me to go get drinks, sorry, bud, I'm not doing it. Perf. Would you do, like, a FaceTime thing with them? No. Ew. Okay. I know. <laughs> just asking. Oh, but I want to talk to them. <laughs> I don't know. Presumably because you like them. I don't like people. That's the thing. You like people immediately. I don't. Yeah, you're doing it better. I, I don't know you. if that's true. Don't like people. It's a mistake every time. 
I am going to die alone. I mean, same, but I'm just going to keep feeling sad over and over again on the way to dying alone. (laughs) There was one guy over the weekend who, like, his profile said he was 34. Mm -hmm. It's a good age for me. Reasonable. In talking to him, within the first 20 minutes, he goes, what if I was actually 24? And I'm like, excuse me. Oh. What? (laughs) He goes, I just like older women. I'm like, so you start off this whole situation with a lie? Always a good strategy. And like, just talking to him, I talked to him for maybe another 20 minutes after this, and he was just like, the worst type of 24 like incredibly immature and just like no bud we're not doing this i think i would rather die than have to deal with a 24 year old i'll I'll date younger they just can't be immature i'll date younger no problem but yeah yeah i mean i yeah the immaturity is uh sadly not a thing they seem to age out of no (laughs) It's, you know, 24, 34, 44. They're all children at the end of the day Mm -hmm. that can't make decisions or commitments or anything at all. Well, they do be like that. It do. I am supposed to go to a beer garden tonight. That sounds like a nightmare. Meet some other dude who I started talking to over the weekend. And he is hilariously funny and was like extremely quick to be like, I want to hang out with you. Let's hang out, which is like a thing that I like because I don't know. It's nice. Yeah. Someone wants to hang out with you. (laughs) Yeah. And also he lives in Philly and he's coming down here, which is a thing that never happens. No one comes to Wilmington to you. Yeah. No one ever comes to Wilmington. So I was like, all right, I'll do that. We'll see how that goes. Please keep your distance. I'm not touching anyone's wiener anymore, Stephanie. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the COVID. I don't okay. Touch all the wieners. I was talking more about the other patrons in a beer garden. Yeah. Only because it's outside. So. Yeah. But I'm actually like, um, I don't know, weirdly not excited about it. Okay. I don't feel like it. Why? Not because of him, I don't think. Just because I'm, like, getting exhausted by the process again. Mm. You do a lot of dating. See, I don't, though. I haven't been on... I've only been on the one since doing this whole thing. Since I got home. That's a lot. (laughs) I mean, when we're talking in the past six months, you do a lot of dating. Which is not bad. It's not bad. No, I know. I just it's, don't ever want to hear you talk about how no one likes you because you do a lot of dating. Well, yeah, but then they meet me and then they don't like me. So well, my point still stands. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, a bitch gets ghosted all the time. <laughs> Something's not right. Start doing some ghosting. Start thinking about whether you like them as a My work wife. Like you told me that. She was like, the next one you meet, you should ghost him. And I was like, but then I would feel bad about doing that. Like, I would legit feel bad if I ghosted somebody. I've done some ghosting. 
like maybe if they were just like piece of shit human beings and I was like, fuck, this guy's disgusting. Like maybe I wouldn't feel bad about it. But if they were like a pleasant person and I just didn't like them, I would feel really bad about not saying like, hey, this is not going to be a thing. So stop texting me. Yeah, I have done it for different reasons, mostly because they annoy me. Yeah. Is this, this is not meeting them though, right? Yeah, meeting them. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I feel like uh, before you meet, it doesn't fucking matter what you do. Oh, no. They're not real. They're not real people. It doesn't matter. Um, No, it absolutely doesn't. That doesn't qualify. No, no, no. Definitely after I've met them. Mm. When it's just like, mm, like we're just not compatible. So, I also, yeah. If there's like a mutual ghost where like nobody texts, like you just stop, that's fine. But I feel like if one person is like, continuously texting you and like hey what's up in you or like it's I just feel bad ignoring someone like that I would just have to be like listen no see if someone is asked is saying to me hey what's up I'm automatically not answering because they've got (laughs) nothing to say yeah but they want to talk to you no they don't they're bored maybe hey what's up that's no that's not that's not a conversation tell me what you want or need don't don't send me a hey i just don't answer those like are you kidding me hey kiss my ass like what do you want (laughs) no even if you've been talking to them for a while yeah don't what are you what are you hanging me for if we're not already in a conversation or you're not initiating conversation like what are you saying hey for I just feel like they probably want to talk to you like maybe they're trying to if they wanted to talk to me they would know what to say that isn't hey if they wanted to talk to me they would have something to say fair yeah i don't know i just i can't i cannot stand people in general who have nothing to say i know i feel like you can tell real quick though like at least i can tell real quick if i'm gonna have a normal conversation with someone yeah like when they they start with with hey or what's up or hi (laughs) There is no, there is no, there is no higher brain function there. Sorry. Let me see how this, cause the conversation with this dude I'm supposed to hang out with tonight went really well initially. Let me see how he started it. Cause I don't remember. His name, by the way, is Brian. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely fucking infuriating. Everyone is Brian. Or Dan. Brian or Dan. Oh. He said, we have so much to talk about. The Flyers, Canada, the Broad Street Run. So I guess he started off with more than him. That's a great way to start. Yeah. See, People that run are psychos, though. One of the guys that I'm talking to now started the conversation with, you're really cute. And my response was, thanks, I think so, too. <laughs> a good way to get it started and i there's like a lot of times that i don't respond to to messages like that but i did this time and then i spent the next two days talking about my dog and he was fine with it so there you go that seems like a good sign yeah i can't hold on there's another one that i really really enjoyed talking to but has has trailed off in the last couple of days which sucks because he had long hair (laughs) 
This one is bald, and I've never dated a bald guy. I've dated balding, but not bald. I'm assuming that he's, like, balding and just, like, you know, shaves it off. Oh, so this one actually started with just an eyeball emoji, but I really liked his profile. You are willing, I feel like, to accept worse things when you're like oh that dude's really cute and also i like his it wasn't it wasn't even the cute part it was his profile which is like it made me laugh seeking emotionally unavailable woman with lots of baggage and possible alcohol dependence to flirt with for a day never meet up ghost me and ultimately waste my time my increasingly valuable spare time space space enter enter or literally anything else (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty hilarious that's a really good one and, and like, he did the eyeballs, and I was like, I am totally emotionally unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll, buddy. We're never going to meet. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm completely emotionally unavailable, and I refuse to break quarantine. Like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you might marry that man. Well, he doesn't it. like me so much anymore, so. No? Fuck he him, he sucks. Really, hasn't really been responding, so. I like when they do that. I like when they set an expectation. Of by not like responding? No, of like texting all the time and like being responsive and all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden just drop off. And then like you're a crazy person because you don't understand why they don't text you anymore. Oh, well, it, it's, there's not much to understand other than they're not interested. Yeah. I suppose. He's just not that into you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a problematic book on so many different levels, but that book and movie infuriated me so much the movie, that it's hot trash. But the book, it's got some good points. Like, don't waste the pretty. That's true. Don't waste the pretty. On men that are not worth it. And find out if you like them as opposed to whether they like you. That is important. Like, I don't give a sh- Of course men are going to like me. Because I'm a goddamn delight. It's Do true. I like them? The answer is no a lot of the time. See, that's my problem is I don't start from the position of, of course, this guy's going to like me. Of course he's going to like you. You're a goddamn delight. Am I, though? Yes. Maybe. Mm. Sometimes. Self-esteem, not strong within this podcast. No. You do okay sometimes. What? You do okay sometimes. Um, At least you know the boys are going to like you. Well, why wouldn't they? Well, exactly. I would say the same thing about you. Why wouldn't they like you? Well, until until they see me and that I'm a giant blob. But as as far as my personality goes, like, I'm fun. I say things i'm smart (laughs) i always have something to say you're never gonna find me texting anybody with a hey or a what's up (laughs) like never in my life have i ever done that i kind of want that to be your tinder profile now i'm funny i say things (laughs) (laughs) i'm a goddamn delight and you're gonna like me what is, hold on, what even is my Tinder profile? Sorry, I've decided that I was going to untangle cords while we're doing this, which is probably really annoying to hear. What does it I, I've made all kinds of noises because of this fucking microphone that picks up every sound in the world, but I, I don't care. 
Mine says, I would die for good conversation. If you don't understand Black Lives Matter, swipe left. We're fundamentally incompatible. That's Fair. my entire profile. Okay. I respect it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> no wonder men don't like me. <laughs> I mean, so many, I mean, I don't know what women do, but so many people don't even write any words. So at least you wrote some words. I wrote some words. I wrote some words to weed out Nazis. Yeah, you don't want any of those. I wrote words to weed out Nazis and, hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the problem is there's probably a fair number of people who think that, hey, what's up is a fine way to start a a good conversation. I've been trying to tell them. Like, this is, if my entire life's work, it, it comes to nothing other than telling people that on dating apps, hey, hi, what's up, how are you, are not good ways to start meaningful conversation with someone that you don't know. Mm-hmm. If that's the only thing that people take away from my entire time on this planet, like that'll be a success. I feel like you're doing, you're doing the work. So it I'm might trying. Happen. I'm trying. All right, I want a snack, so I think we should stop recording. Yeah, my throat hurts and I need a Bev and I Perfect. ran out of coffee.